Hello, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry. Welcome to the Constitution Segment Recap for Season 2, Episode 17 of Restore Freedom Weekly. This week, our topic was trials, evidentiary hearings, and motion hearings. What's what? Keep in mind, this is just a simple recap, so if you want to hear that full discussion of everything we talked about, including all the questions we were able to answer for everyone on the social media platforms live on Tuesday, go ahead and check out that full episode, the link for which is on uh, page two of our slideshow today. And of course, the link for that slideshow is in the description of today's segment. So you probably have a general idea of what a trial is and what a motion hearing is, but do you really know the differences between them? In this episode, we went over the differences between trials, evidentiary hearings, and motion hearings. We also discussed the stages and types of cases in which each of them takes place. Don't forget to answer our true or false question every week. We post it at 10 o'clock in the morning on Tuesdays, and we post the answer 10 p.m. on Tuesdays. And you can check out those true or false questions by going to t.me slash restorefreedom or youtube.com slash restorefreedom. All right, so the differences between trials, evidentiary hearings, and motion hearings. Well, first we need to understand what, it, what are the two things that are being presented to a court anytime you're trying to do anything? Well, you have a legal argument and you have your facts or your factual basis. That's gonna be your uh, evidence, your testimony, etc. So what is the purpose of each kind of thing? So purpose of trial. The purpose of a trial is to secure a fair and impartial administration of justice between the parties to an action. So they're going to try to determine the facts and they'll apply the law to those facts to provide a final legal determination of whatever the kind of case is. The purpose of an evidentiary hearing, it's used by a judge to make a final decision about one part of a case. Motion hearing, it's used for the purpose of asking a judge to issue a ruling or an order. It's typically filed by one party or the other and notice is sent to the opposing, opposing attorney who then responds in writing. Now, what is an example of how each of these uh, works together within the context of a whole case? Let's look at a divorce case. First, you would probably have a motion hearing. Maybe the wife files a motion for use of the marital home while the divorce is pending. Then you'll have a trial. The judge is presented with testimony, evidence, and legal arguments to support what each party is asking for. At the end of the trial, the judge makes a decision or judgment about the house, cars, personal property, custody of the kids, child support, etc. An evidentiary hearing might be needed later on. For example, if the ex-husband gets remarried and moves to another city, he might file a motion to change custody. In that case, an evidentiary hearing must be held to determine if the change is in the best interests of the children. Now, is evidence presented during the court proceeding? Evidence, that's what we're asking about, that factual side. In a motion hearing, no, in most motion hearings, the parties present your legal arguments and rely on the facts already in the record. Or you might have submitted affidavits to support your requests to establish the facts to support your requests. So trials though, yes, yes, yes. Although there is some legal argument involved, the main purpose of the trial is to present all the facts necessary to make a just determination of the case. Testimony, physical evidence, you name it. An evidentiary hearing, the answer is also yes. 
This is essentially a mini trial where legal points are argued, but much of the time is spent on presenting testimony, physical evidence, etc., to support the request made by one of the parties. So should you bring witnesses to testify? Generally at a motion hearing, no, not in most circumstances, there won't be witness testimony heard. A trial, yes, all the witnesses must be present. An evidentiary hearing, yes, all the issues, excuse me, all the witnesses to the issue at hand for that particular hearing must be present. If it's a custody modification hearing, uh, and maybe you have some other types of things going on, but the hearing itself is about custody, then only bring the witnesses that can speak to the issues pertaining to that modification of custody. What kind of document typically comes from the court after one of these? Well, a motion hearing usually results in an order. A trial usually results in a final judgment. And an evidentiary hearing typically results in an order as well. Does the order or judgment resolve the entire case? With a motion hearing, it can, but in most situations, it does not. In situations where it can be the final resolution to the whole case would typically just be with a motion to dismiss or a similar type of motion. But most motions that are filed are really about the procedural aspects about how a case is going to develop or take place. And so um, when a, an order comes out on granting or denying a motion, most likely it's not going to resolve the entire case. Trial. The judgment entered following the trial is generally the final judgment and resolves all the issues in the case. Evidentiary hearings, generally these do resolve the entire case or at least those issues that were presented uh, for that particular evidentiary hearing. The issues are generally more limited in scope and the order generally resolves all of these new or remaining issues. So the stages and types of cases in which each takes place when do you have motion hearings? You can have them before trial. Check out season two, episode 14 for more information on the five most common pretrial motions. You can have motions during trial for a mistrial to sequester witnesses or uh, a variety of other situations. You can have a motion after the trial. You might have a motion for judgment notwithstanding the verdict, a motion for a new trial if something was procedurally defunct, a motion for stay pending appeal, a motion for relief from the judgment, and there are more. Or you might have motions just on appeal at the appellate level in front of the actual appeals judge. Maybe there you're asking for a motion, uh, excuse me, for a stay on appeal. Maybe you file a motion to strike the pleadings. There's all kinds of different things that can happen at the appeals level as well in motion hearings. But what about trials? When do you have trials? Well, in most cases, criminal cases, civil cases, and what kinds of civil cases? Well, you'll have a trial in a divorce case, uh, in a contract case, in an intentional torts case, like an assault and battery or something. When do you have evidentiary hearings then? Well, we talked uh, in, at length in the full episode about pretrial motions for custody or evidence-related issues um, to narrow down the scope of testimony that might be presented at trial, things like that. Post-judgment custody, parenting time, or child support changes. 
many types of administrative law cases are actually heard through evidentiary hearings. And you might have a situation where there's post-judgment collection of money owed. If you want to look at real life examples of each, check out the motion hearing from uh, last summer in our Allegan County case, or from our Ormond Beach case, we have a motion hearing coming up tomorrow in the morning in Daytona. Uh, to look at a, a recent example of a trial, check out uh, the video we had a week or two ago where we talked about Evan's case in West Palm Beach. And uh, the evidentiary hearing example, that easiest or most recent example to look at would be our February 27th, 2023, Ormond Beach Special Magistrate Hearing. Now, it wouldn't be complete as a Constitution segment recap video if I didn't go over the main constitutional provision that is involved here, and that's due process. So, of course, we have that in our Fifth Amendment, Fourteenth Amendment, but it's also in every single state constitution. The Florida State Constitution, Article 1, Section 9, and the Michigan State Constitution, Article 1, 17. Uh, so, if you want uh, the link for any of those real life case documents, you can click that. Uh, in this slideshow, you can actually uh, also, we left in the link for you to be able to donate to uh, our current case uh, against, Al or excuse me, against Ormond Beach. Uh, but for more information, make sure to watch the full episode from this Tuesday. Uh, check out that Wednesday Way to Get Involved Challenge and tomorrow's Freedom Fighting Tools. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Have an absolutely wonderful day. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. Restore freedom.